You're listening to the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Well, hey, everybody, this is another episode of the Extra Point Podcast where we get to dive a little deeper into Sunday's sermons. And this has been a great series of Extra Point episodes because this has been a really challenging series for a lot of us. My name is Megan Beha, and I'm the Director of Communications here at the church, and I am filling in for Pastor Cheryl while she is on sabbatical. So let's get into it. Pastor Scott. I am really excited to be able to interview my husband because I feel like I have a different angle on interviewing you. But I'm going to ask my first question. And these are a little bit uh, more on the emotional side, I feel like. Uh, But my first question from this Sunday's sermon uh, was you shared in your message the head and heart of evil and suffering about how unhelpful this information is when approaching tough situations and circumstances in people's lives. So how can people who are logical thinkers or people who really just struggle in general um, with sitting with those who are suffering like myself um, help without hurting? Uh, Like I mentioned on Sunday, so the issue of and the problem of evil, pain and suffering, there is a logical side to it. There's an intellectual side to it. There's, as what you said, the head side of it um, that only plays well on sunny days. Like when everything is good, we can look and we can we can come to the reasoning why evil, pain and suffering are there. But we're in the midst of it. None of that helps whatsoever because the intellectual or the head side of the problem doesn't do anything to speak to the heart of the issue. So how can people who are more logical, maybe not um, as much on the feeling side, or maybe you struggle to sit with people when they are suffering, how do you do more help than hurt? It's first by understanding that there is a time and place for the intellectual side. But in the midst of people suffering, that's not the time whatsoever. When people are suffering, we do not go to the intellectual side. We go to the heart side of it, and we remind them of what the scriptures say is true about them in their time of suffering and pain and the fact that God is with them in the midst of it, that God is for them in the midst of it, that even when life is bad, God is still good. We help remind them of that side. And I'll I'll be honest, even some... Even some of that, there's a time and place for as well. Because sometimes when people really are hurting, sometimes the best thing we can do is what's called having a ministry of presence, where we're just present with them and we don't have to say anything. You don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have it all figured out. You're just there in your presence enough. Because sometimes when people are hurting, even reminding them of God's goodness in that moment somewhat takes away from their moment of pain when because you're telling them that trying to get them to stop um, maybe feeling the way that they're feeling or whatnot and actually they need to feel the way they're feeling they need to let the grief process uh, you know fully be honest so even some of the biblical truths that we have aren't necessarily made uh, for that time that your friend calls you and is frantic or right after someone has experienced tragedy even some of that 
um, the ministry of presence, just being there and saying, hey, I don't know why this happens. This sucked that this happened, but I'm here for you. Um, and, and sometimes that's the best way we can help without hurting is not trying to have all the answers. Um, I did a funeral on Sunday and I said, I, I don't know what to say to you all. I, I don't I don't know the right thing to say to someone who's experienced pain because for every person they experience it different and what they need is different. And so I, I rely on the Holy Spirit to try to help me in those moments. But most of the time, if I think we do harm whenever we, uh, a lot of people get uncomfortable in painful situations. So therefore, they just start rattling off at the mouth, any and everything that comes to their mind. And a lot of it ends up not being very helpful whatsoever and actually detracts from the situation or, or makes the situation worse. Where sometimes just saying, you know what, I don't know why this happened, but I love you and I'm going to walk through this with you until until maybe we we figure out why it happened or maybe we don't but we just come to an understanding um someday that that god's with us in the midst of this and so sometimes just saying i don't know could be the best thing we can do to not hurt those that are already hurting and be more helpful yeah Um, so i think that we can both agree that the people that are i would hope that there are some people in the worship center or listening online Um, that have a different opinion and maybe are open to listening um, and understanding your evidence, your research, um, and the, the facts that you're presenting, the arguments that you're presenting. And I think that this goes along with my next question. But what about those people who are adamantly in agreement, in agreement with what you're saying, And then they go to have a conversation with someone who's clearly adamantly opposed to what this evidence presents and what scripture says and what the intellectual side of it says. What what would you encourage someone who who does agree with you? Maybe just when they're having a conversation on a sunny day with someone who opposes, but wants to do it in a loving way. And then the other side of that, what if it's not a sunny day, but that person is opposing what you would stand with, what you would agree with, and but they still want to know why God did this, why, why God would allow this to happen? Yeah, if you're ministering to someone that disagrees with what you're saying, well, congratulations, first and foremost, to be in that situation. That's a great place to be and if the first question you asked was how do i handle that when things are going well when it is a sunny day they're not experiencing suffering and they just adamantly disagree with with the premises um the first thing to understand is um all of the evidence that i have presented in this series um all of it is mine and others best inferences or best Um, way of rationalizing the evidence that we've been given and so we come to a a particular conclusion whereas there are many that look at the same evidence and come to a different conclusion so honestly in in those situations you have to respect the viewpoint of other people and realize that some people are just not going to agree with you on this Um, because and I've said this throughout this series I'm not necessarily trying to change a bunch of people's minds um, as far as maybe if you're atheist or agnostic or I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to convince you 
through one sermon series to become a Christian, but maybe if I could just get some people to realize that it, it is not an irrational belief that we have. That, that's, all, that's really all I'm trying to do. And so you might be having a conversation with someone that disagrees with you. They may still disagree with you, but you have done a good job of presenting the argument. If you can at least get them to come to the conclusion that you have at least used your brain in coming to the conclusion of what you believe. And you didn't just like when you were six, get handed a book and go like, well, I guess I just believe everything in here without like understanding why you believe it or having any good evidence for it. That's really what I'm trying to do because that's really the first step in getting people to see the validity of the Christian view is to get them to see that it's not a nonsensical view uh, for, for really rational, like well, you know, well-researched, individuals like that there's a really lot there's a lot of smart people that find this evidence to be compelling um but when you're having a conversation with someone they are at the end of the day going to interpret the evidence however they really want to interpret the evidence most people get into conversations like that and aren't actually open-minded to have their minds changed so you if you're in a conversation with someone that you know is not open um to it you're probably all your best work is just going to fall on deaf ears um you know so if anyone's been here over the last six weeks to hear any of these sermons and they walk away completely unconvinced by anything that i have to say it's i mean i'm not certain that it's the eloquence eloquence of my words or anything else Mm -hmm. um that's going to matter it's really is their heart and their ears open to hearing something that might challenge them because you have to understand if someone's coming from an atheistic or agnostic or just irreligious worldviews, for them to adopt a religious worldview is going to cost them a lot. And so it's not normally a decision people make all in one, all at one time. They're like, oh, oh, now I'm completely convinced and I'm going to lose all my friends that are now going to think that I'm a lunatic and I'm going to have to change everything about my life and all this. Like that, that's not a decision people come to easily. So it's very hard to have successful conversations like this. Now, the second question that you asked about is if someone disagrees with you and they're the ones that are in the midst of the suffering, this is where, you know, and they're even asking you questions. Um, why would God let this happen or whatever? Well, here's where as a, as a good friend, you have to show some restraint because perhaps you've been waiting on that moment and that opportunity to share with them about Jesus and their pain and their suffering is opening up the door for you to do that. I would tell you it's a mistake to have that conversation with someone that's hurting. Um, because, again, as I said after, you know, in the first part of this, these arguments only play well on sunny days. And so even if someone's asking for them when they're in the midst of suffering, the best thing you can do to continue your relationship and not do more damage is to just say, you know what, right now, I don't know. Let's not focus on that. Let let me just minister to you right where you're at. And we're not going to bring in all these other arguments and things like that because they will ultimately just do more pain than good, even if they're asking for it. It's just not the right time. So you're going to have to show some restraint to just exercise that ministry of presence and love your friend, love your family in the midst of it. Even if they have questions, I mean, you could even say something like, hey, you know, someday I'd love to sit down and talk to you about why I believe, you know, this happened or 
or how this squares with my view of God, but I don't think now's the time for that. Right now, I just want to be here for you, show you that I care and love, and love you to the best of my ability, and then maybe someday, you know, when the timing's better, we can have that discussion. And then you can circle back to that um, at some point in your relationship, but you are going to have to exercise some restraint to probably not go down that path in that moment because even though they might be asking for it in that moment, they don't ultimately know what they're asking for, and it could lead to a lot of unintentional pain that you end up causing. So I would be very careful of that. And at the end of the day, the apologist, you know, the work of uh, defending the Christian faith, it's not so much about being able to change people's minds, um, but it's it, it, it's it's more like presenting the evidence that's irrefutable um, in some cases, and whether or not someone agrees with you or not is not it, it, it's not um, it's not the sign of whether or not you did a good job of presenting the evidence or not. Sometimes people's hearts are just hard, and they're just not going to go with you no matter what you say. Yeah, so true. I think those are some really important questions to um, really just stew over as as people pray through this series and and learn through this series and study uh, because you can do so much damage when it comes to the topics of pain and evil and suffering in today's world. Um, and so, you know, really, really think about those conversations before you choose to have them with people, um, especially if they are people who doubt and question um, who God is, the, om- the omnit- omnipotence of God, um, and, and really just focus on loving the person that's in front of you um, and, and caring for what it is that they're going through. Um, so is there anything from, I always, I always wonder this because I sometimes will miss one of the services or maybe I get the chance to be in both services, but sometimes you get to touch on something a little bit more, or maybe the Holy spirit gives you something, um, after you've preached a service for the next service. Is there anything from this weekend that you want to elaborate more on, or maybe you touched on it in one service and, and didn't get to in another, um, that you just kind of want to share with us today? The two services were a little bit different. I would encourage people that only heard the first one to go back and listen to the second. Um, if you missed the second one, I did feel like it was a little bit more complete and well put together. Um, I don't know that there's anything necessarily that wouldn't be in it. Maybe, maybe I just felt more confident in the material at that. Um, just one of the things that um, I want to follow up on is like all of this information. We kind of been driving this home, um, like how it doesn't play well on bad days when people are in the midst of suffering. And, and that's like, I, I, I feel that so strongly because like as someone who theological – uh, truth and doctrinal truth really matters to me. Like I'm a stickler for good theology and <laughs> good doctrine and things like that. But it's interesting how I don't, how when I, let's say that I attend a funeral that I'm not the one um, that's preaching it. And I wa- listen to someone else preach it. And I listen to, let's say theology that would be contrary to me for some reason in that moment, it doesn't bother me at all because I realize being right is not important at a funeral. 
like being right. And, you know, I'm not saying that you just go in there and say a bunch of nonsense. I'm talking about in these areas of Christian doctrine where there's just these little variances that might bug me if someone said it from my pulpit on a Sunday morning, but it doesn't bug me in those moments because caring for and loving people in their moment of pain is is bigger than my doctrinal differences or my theological differences that I might have at a funeral. Now, when I preach a funeral, I'm, of course, I'm going to preach what is theologically consistent for me. Um, but even that, I'm not I'm not trying to preach at a funeral in a way to try to make sense of what took place necessarily, or try to you know give these evidences. Um, for why this happened, it, for me, I see the the proper view of like a funeral or something like that to really try to encourage and to love the family the best way possible. And so I, I just really want to hammer that home because this is some information that you could do a lot of damage with. Um, because when people are at their at, at their lowest, you really have to be careful what you say to them. Because, and I'll just be honest, there's a lot of Christians that say a lot of. Uh, hurtful things in the midst of pain even though they don't yeah. mean to you know and there's some people that say things that maybe they don't think are hurtful but they actually kind of impugn god in a way and and reflect poor, poorly on god when people are like one of them that comes to my mind that it just drives me insane is like if you ever hear like um well i guess god needed another so and so and that's why you know that's why your brother died or whatever it's like that's just such a gross thing to say like um, God is not in need of anything. So the whole idea that God went out and killed somebody because he needed something up in heaven is just a nonsensical thing that Christians say to people. And if you really think about it, like think about what you're saying about God when you say something senseless like that, yeah. that God is in need. So when God's in need, he goes out and just chooses to give someone cancer and kills them. Like what a stupid thing to say to somebody. Um, I think, you know, so that that's one of those things that Christians just go out and say, thinking that they're helping. And then at the same time, it's like, whoa, what, what did you just say about God that he he killed my brother because he needed something like that doesn't seem like a good God. So when people are at their worst, you really have to be very careful about what you can say. And sometimes saying less or saying nothing can be as impactful as anything that you might say. Um, honestly, just having someone near that you know loves you can make a bigger difference than any of the words that we could try to string together in the midst of someone's uh, time of pain. So I just want to really encourage you on this topic. Be very, very careful with how you use this information and understand that, yes, there's an intellectual side to it, but there is also an emotional side to it that we have to tend to the emotional side if we ever want to get to the intellectual side. Mm, yeah, good stuff. Uh, love that. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of the Extra Point Podcast. Make sure that if you have questions in regards to your faith or apologetics or anything um, pertaining to not-so-blind faith, go to src.life slash questions, and you can submit your faith question there. Um, and Pastor Scott has definitely dedicated himself to being able to um, have conversations with people if they are questions that he can't get to on the morning that he answers a lot of questions, um, but he would love to have conversations with you. So make sure you add your name if you don't want to remain anonymous. Um, but this has been an amazing series. Let us know what you think. Share the podcast um, and join us for next week's episode. We'll see you later, guys.
Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.